Blog Talk Radio. I hate the way I sound. Sorry. I'm not a pro. I'm an amateur, okay? Anyway, I'm the recruiting animal. Recruiting animal here on February 16, 1, 6, 2016. February 16, 16. I'm going to tell you something very briefly. I read some interesting statements on Twitter this week. How often do you hear someone say that? And I want to share them with you. The first one was, just because someone is a thought leader that doesn't mean she's right just because someone is a thought leader doesn't mean she's right you can see you can hear someone who's a recruiting trainer or just a run-of-the-mill blowhard and she'll tell you how something should be done for instance she might say that the first contact with a candidate has to be by email or she may say that you should never leave a voicemail because the phone is dead and everybody you know thinks she's great and someone is paying her money to say this stuff to the world but you know what that doesn't mean that what she's recommending is good for you and the second tweet was this just because you've heard something a million times doesn't mean it's true just because you've heard something a million times doesn't mean it's true everyone in recruiting can tell you that anyone with a brain in their head does something a certain way. For instance, they might say that you can't send out generic emails. No, you've got to customize your recruiting emails for each potential candidate. But just because everyone believes something doesn't mean it's true. However, if you claim the opposite of what everyone believes, you know that they're going to get mad at you, which brings us to the third and final tweet. This is it. A commitment to promote dissent is the vital element that separates a strong culture from a dangerous cult. The commitment to promote dissent. And obviously that means that the person who doesn't agree with everyone should not be punished, even if he or she is a member of your own team. And that's a great idea. But you know what? If you disagree with everyone, no one is going to listen to you, even if they don't fire you. And you'll probably be better off going somewhere else. And you know what? I'm true that's I'm true. I'm sure that's true here as well. You can present a weird idea on the Recruiting Animal Show, and no one's going to kick you off the show, but they will ridicule you, and no one will take you seriously, because that's the fate of the outsider. Just suck it up here, there, and everywhere, including Jerry. Jerry, what show is Thank you, Jerry. It just keeps getting better and better, Jerry. Does it? Animal. I, I agree. It, it does. It does. I uh, 
I think I'm really starting to get a feel for it. I I uh it's my way of just kind of coming out of the coming out of the box with it, you know. Okay, Jerry, you know what? I don't like to hear musicians talk and I don't like to hear you explain your shouts either, okay? Thank you, Maureen. You don't want to hear my political views like like no, you're, no, no. like Jerry, you paid 75 bucks to see me and I want to tell you about W Okay, look, listen Just to me. Just like the James Taylor concert at the embassy four years ago. I will never forget it, okay, and I will Jerry, never go to another James Taylor show. If you would be quiet for just a second, I was going to plug you to start off the show, because, you know, I often hear stuff on your Facebook group, and I'm going to talk about one of the things I heard there right now. So I'm going to plug your Facebook group. What's it called? Tell us Recruiters. the name. Recruiters. Recruiters who actually make placements. It's a closed group. Okay. So, so you have to be accepted. Yeah, if you're a recruiter and you want to be with the elite, go to that group. But right wait a now, minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. If you're a recruiter who actually makes placements, yeah, See, that's okay. the difference, dude. Between Jerry, my group and yours. Don't be verbose today, okay? Now look. So, what was I going to say? You distracted me. But here's what I always hear on your group. There's always recruiters there who complaining they submit a good candidate to their client yeah. only to have that client come back to them and say, oh, we already have her in our database. Are you familiar with that problem, Jerry? All too common. All too common. So you know what? I asked our new sponsor of the Recruiting Animal Show, Martin Snyder, to tell us what happens, because he's an expert, okay? He is an expert. Martin yep. Snyder, are you there? I am here. Okay, great. Now, I'm going to let me ask you this question. Martin Snyder, the president of Main Sequence. That's a plug, okay? Now, Martin, if the client, if a recruiter has a client, and they've got an applicant tracking system, and there's good people in it, why don't they find those people before the external recruiter sends a resume? And then they have to start a big problem and say, oh, we have them already. Why does that happen? They don't have the tools, or they don't have the training, or they don't have the motivation, or some combination of all three. You know what? i got to tell you, on this show, you have to be succinct. You have to focus narrowly. These guys have an applicant tracking system. Are you saying that some applicant tracking systems don't have a good search engine, search engine function, yes or no? Some applicant tracking softwares don't have a good searching function. Oh, really? Some applicant yeah. tracking systems don't have a good searching function. It's funny, Martin, when I called you yesterday afternoon, you said the exact opposite. You said they can most, all search. We screw me up today. Man, most this is not going have, well. Most systems have good search engines. Okay, but that's a little don't. different. That's a little different. Okay, okay, so we're assuming most systems have good search in engines. If they've got a good search yeah. engine, why does this happen? Why do people on Jerry's group keep complaining that they, they don't find those people? Because you're saying they can. Well, they're not trained or they're not motivated to find them before the candidate is submitted. So are you saying that corporate recruiters are lazy when you say they're not motivated? No, they have no they have no reason to spend their time looking for a candidate who hasn't been submitted yet. And search search isn't just a simple thing. There's no one search that finds everybody. You gotta have you gotta know what you're doing. So if you're gonna do a search, you don't just search for a name or a title. You want to know was this person was there any activity with this person in the last three years? And most recruiting firms, before they submit a candidate, they've got a fee agreement in place that says if you haven't talked to a candidate, even if they're in your database, 
in the last three yeah, years yeah. or three okay. months. That's on paper. Uh, you're, lo- yeah. you're losing me, and I yeah, suspect everybody us. else. You know what? Yesterday, about yesterday look, I'll have to answer for Martin. Okay, I had a discussion. I talked to Martin yesterday afternoon. I asked him the same question. Here's what he told me, everybody, just so you'll know. He said, look, all recruiting software has a good search engine. Today, he said most recruiting software has a good search engine, so you could search your database for candidates. What he told me the problem is the most important part of any search engine is the operator, and these corporate recruiters are not trained to do a good search for candidates. Martin, is that true, yes or no? Absolutely true. Okay, that's the answer. Now, how can we change that? Is there any way to change it? Very briefly. Get some training. It's available. Thanks. Thanks. Okay. Is that what you tell your clients when when they do dumb things to third-party recruiters? We train them. them. You train them. Okay. We train them. That's our job. Okay. So next time you're on, since you you, you talk too much this time, next time you're on, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to ask you how they can train people, okay? Because obviously somebody's not training their, their corporate recruiters and they're screwing up. Now I'm going to just say that Martin is the president. But aren't a lot of corporate recruiters failed agency recruiters who weren't really successful on the outside, and now they finally got a salary job on the inside, and they're not even paid for placements anymore. They're just there to block the process. Uh, Was that that the wrong segue? I don't know, Jerry. Wasn't that what I was supposed to say? You sent me that and told me to say that. Okay, that's he's got clients. He can't insult them on the show. I just wanted him to explain about search engines. He did a half-assed job. I have to. They got a bad rating yeah, today. You did a good job. Sorry, okay, but Martin, nevertheless, he is he is the president of Maine. He's the president of Main Sequence. That's a company that produces PC recruiter recruiting software. And if even if he doesn't do a good job of answering my questions, PC recruiter recruiting software will do a good job for you. You can check it out at PCRecruiter.com. We'll talk about it again later in the show. Martin, you're welcome to stay. But you, even you can't escape criticism on the Recruiting I Animal love, Show. I love it. I love okay. it. We're moving on to the guest. Her name is Susie Grieco. Susie, are you there? I am. Okay. Was that you? Let's, last na- let's nail down the pronunciation of her last name, please. Thank you. You did, but that's okay. It's Grieco. Grieco. Okay, that's what I so that's an Italian name, but your ancestors must have come from Greece at some time. Okay, here's how she spells her name. Or I married the name. Okay, his answer. Ah. S-U-Z, or S-U-Z-I-E, and her last name is G-R-I-E-C-O. Her Twitter address is S-G-2 underscore recruiting. A very difficult name, but not the worst. S-G-2 <laughs> underscore recruiting. Susie, did you pick a song? I did. What's that? It's Cake by the Ocean. I don't know it. Uh, Michael Cox, do you know it? You like all the rap songs. Not really a rap song, but okay. How does it go? Do you want me just to play it for you? I have it. No, I, I don't I, want I, you to play it for me. I'll tell you what. You know that song by uh, the Buffalo Soldier? There's no words in the chorus. You know that one? No. Oy, 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 oh, we did oy, that oy. one. Okay, no song one. today. No song today. Okay. In the heart of America. <laughs> well, let's do the oi, oi, oi. Let's sing it for me. Stolen from Africa. 
Must be Jim. Somebody's got guts. Okay. Let's move on. Okay. Jim, I, I, do you I, think Jim Durbin can sing Bob Marley? Oh, it's Jeremy. Jeremy, Jeremy Robert. Jeremy. Good for you. And Michael Cox doesn't have the guts to sing anything. But he did. You know, when, when Mike Sweden was on, Michael Cox actually sang a rap song. Okay, so we'll have to bring some more rap. <laughs> Let's move on. Let's move on. Susie Grieco, what's your elevator pitch? Elevator uh, I'm the perfect person for recruiting any type of skill sets as long as you will work with me to help me identify what it is the team is doing and how they're doing it. Are you saying nope. you're a generalist? No, nope, no, nope. tighten that up. I'm moving on. <laughs> I'm I'm hitting the next button on the elevator on Alan. Oh no, another generalist. I like recruiter. it. I think Floor it's charming. Three, please. Oh, hey, no. I, I, I have both agency and corporate recruiting experience. I'm going to fit in. All right. Okay. Yeah. What Are you a generalist? Is that what you're telling us? Actually, I'm moving into becoming more of a generalist, but historically I grew up as a technical recruiter. Okay, so like, so you can, but you're, you said you can recruit anything. So uh, all you I need can. is, okay, all you need is is the is the hiring manager, the client, to take some time to explain to you what he or she is looking for. Is that what you said? Yes. Okay. How do you get them to do that? If you go into if you go into somebody and say, Madam hiring manager, I want to work on this search for you and she says well, Susie, how many of those have you done in the past? And you say, well, I've never done any. And she says, you know what? I'm working with another firm that does 50 of them a year. What's your Can comeback? I interject? Yeah. They never say that. They don't. They you don't. So stop making up the <laughs> fake scenario that she's supposed to answer because she's never experienced it either. Jerry, tell her what you need. For any help that they're going to get. I gotta tell you. If anyone's gonna listen to them, no, 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 that's what they said to me. That's what the lawyer said to me. I had scars during your recruiting childhood, and now we have to answer the same stupid question that made you pee your pants 25 years ago. (laughs) 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 Jerry, Jerry, tell her what you need. No, I don't, I, don't, I don't do the telephone. No, no, no. Back. Thank you. You don't Thank want you, to scare Maureen. her, do you? Thank you, Maureen. No. Don't take control of the show. Okay, I have to. Back to you, Animal. <laughs> Thank you. Susie. See how I did that, Maureen. You're, you're agreeing with like Jerry. back in control. <laughs> you're you're agreeing with Jerry. No one's ever going to say that to you. Is that what you said? I'm not saying no one's ever going to say it. No one has said it yet. Okay. Yeah. So uh-huh. they will. And, but, but you've actually gone in and pitched yourself to work on a job that you have no experience with in the past. Is that right? Yes. And you've got... And if you want examples, I'm happy to give it to you, but um, bottom line is I come in with a series of questions, and by the time I'm done, I think they feel confident that I've asked the bulk of the questions that are going to get them at least close to the candidate they're looking for. What questions are you talking about? Give us an example. You said you've got an example. Uh, of course. So I go in with basically um, a a questionnaire that asks them about their job, everything from location to salary, um, even uh, you know what are the minimum requirements, the the uh, desired or wish list of requirements. Um, I talk to them about associations or members for this organization. I ask for samples of resumes they've come across that they've liked but they didn't weren't able to hire for whatever reason, or people that they saw resumes for and didn't like for whatever reason, um, mm-hmm. and then go from there. 
finish a two-page questionnaire, and I'm ready to go. Okay, so when, how do you even get them on the phone when you're doing new business development? Well, you know, to be honest with you, people who are, uh, I'm working with at this point in time are people I've either worked with in the past or referred me because someone on their team has worked with me in the past. Mm. Uh-huh. Okay, so you get all referrals. And you have no advice for my audience about new business development. Is that what you're well, saying? Uh, well, for new business development, it is talk to the individuals you've placed from new business development perspective. Talk to the people you've placed who are now in positions of leadership. They know you. They know you as a recruiter, and uh-huh. they will refer you to uh-huh. the hiring manager. So you've never made a cold call for new business development. Is that what you're saying? I've I mean, not why had do the I need. have to pull I've it out? I've not had the need. <laughs> I've not had the need. Knock on wood. Susie, I've not had the need Susie, yet. You'll, you'll I know to, you want me to say something different. No, you'll have to excuse Animal. He's, he doesn't bump into many successful recruiters. Successful recruiters do have repeat business. I just I just uh, wrapped up a placement with a customer that sent me a note three weeks ago. They needed somebody. We just wrapped it up. They start on the 14th. Uh, no, I didn't have to call, cold call her. I mean, it's just recruiters it's called the cycle of business. It happens. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Now let's come back to the question I asked Martin Snyder. Do you ever submit a candidate, and then your client says, "Oh, Susie, uh, we've uh, we've got her in our database already." Uh, actually, we make sure to address that when we do the contract or the agreement, and yeah. specify what kind of a candidate would qualify as someone I would submit, and that is someone who has. If they could be known to them, because they've got like what ten years of data in their database, but if they've That's not interviewed them in the past six months, they are, they are not qualified. They can be qualified as a submittal. If they, so they would have if, had to talk to that candidate within the past six months for them to say, you can't submit him because I've already talked to him. What if they talk to them about another? Cut off. Yeah. I'm sorry. What if they, Martin wants to defend himself. Go ahead. I'll give you a chance. Before I was so rudely cut off for over-talking earlier, that's exactly oh, yeah. what I said, Animal. Okay. It's not well, a problem anymore because everybody assumes that if you've got LinkedIn Recruiter and they've got LinkedIn Recruiter, everybody's got the same database already. Everybody's in everybody's database. Right. I mean, that's the fact. Okay, so all you have to do is put a, make a fee agreement that you ha- they haven't talked to them in the last six months. What if they talked to them three months ago about another job, but they weren't considering them for this job? Okay, why should they not have to pay a fee because you're doing the work for them, Susie? Uh, well, if, if in fact that candidate has talked to them within the past three months, I'm going to know that because that's the question I've asked to the candidate. Have you oh, interviewed yeah. with yeah. company X, and if uh-huh. so, for what position, and what yeah. was the outcome? Okay, so you do kind of specialize then. You specialize in candidates that don't lie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I, I've tried to move that direction myself, but I've not get as much traction as I would have hoped. That's a good and one. if they, yeah, well, you know what? If they, you know, if they actually come back and the company comes back to me to say we've already talked to him for position B, at least I'm aware of it, and that's a note that I send along with my candidate's profile. So I'm gonna be, I'm gonna tell them in advance they talk to to someone on your team three months ago about this particular job, but they were off-boarded. I I, I like that part of your agreement, Susie. What about the other agency that had them sign the agreement of one-year candidate ownership? So nine months ago, Agency A sent the candidate in there. Whether they interviewed or not, I don't know. So you come along 
introduce the same candidate that falls under the previous agency's ownership clause. Interesting. Have you run I'm, into that? I've never encountered that. Wow. Have you, Jerry? Right. Have you? Yeah, from time to time, and you just kind of oh. haggle about it. Sure. You just haggle. Huh. I don't have specific it. examples, but yes, I have run into it, animal. Okay, so yeah, sort of theoretically, it happened to you. Yeah. Okay. No, not theoretically. I didn't write it all down when it happened, thinking twelve years from now I'm gonna be on the animal show, and I better be ready with some specifics on this shit. Well, tell okay. us about the haggle. How did it come out? I don't he know. Remember. Probably good, probably bad. I'm typically known for winning, so I can assume that I won, but there was probably some give and take, so it was yeah. a win-win for but everybody. But Jerry raised an issue about these candidates and don't Jerry lie. always oh, wins. Okay. Susie, I, I, I didn't know. Susie, I've never applied to this company. I never don't know anything about don't know anything about them. Then the the client says, "Oh yeah, we talked to him three months ago." And you go back to your Yeah, didn't you tell me that you uh, you know had no contact with? Oh, I forgot. Sorry. Or you know, oh yeah, another recruiter spoke to me and sent me in for a different job. I I forgot. Okay, that happens. That happens. Mental note to self: Don't talk to that client again. <laughs> I mean, the candidate. Okay. There's, okay. I mean, it's 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 a, it's a you don't want to have an argument with your client. That's your source of revenue. Um, your candidate is going to be someone you have to deal with. You know, if you want to deal with them in the future, is you need to tell them they've lost this opportunity because they misrepresented themselves. And I don't, um, like I said, I've only think I've only ever run into that one issue where a candidate actually really genuinely forgot he had actually applied. Because it, uh-huh. you know, when they're applying all over the place, they don't remember, they don't keep track. Totally legitimate. He was eventually hired by the company, which is fantastic, and I keep in touch with him. But he uh-huh. he was really genuinely sorry for having you know. Misrepresented and so you're hoping himself. you're, you're going to guilt him to a, into a job order someday, right? Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Or, so, all, referrals of all of his friends. Okay. Now you wanted to talk about sourcing. Am I right about that? It's, you sent me a list of things that you want to talk about. Let's give well, you a chance. I mean, there was I was giving you some topics. I wasn't sure what. In terms of your preference, but there's, you know, to me, I think I'm passionate about a couple of areas with regard to recruiting yeah, and, and, and ethics and recruiting. I and for the topics. Come oh. on, spit it out. <laughs> ethics and recruiting, making sure that, you know, our, 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 our reputation is solid and making sure that the people who are working in our industry don't, you know, the bad ones aren't dragging the rest of us down. FS3. How can you affect that? I'm sorry, that? what was that? What's yeah. that? Huh? No, 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 I was talking to somebody else. Oh, okay. Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what's your solution? I mean, that's a ridic- seems ridiculous to me. What's your solution? Well, you know, there's a couple. There's obviously the, there's the training um, and figuring out what kind of training, but it, cr- training can't just be about sourcing because sourcing, I find it's it, it's an awesome tool to get your job done and to be effective about your job, but it doesn't really train you about how to interact with candidates so they don't, you know, drag the recruiting name in the dust, or even from a client perspective, making sure that 
you're responsive, so the candidate, I mean, the client well, is like. I don't know what I, you're talking I'm a about. I don't know what you're <laughs> talking about. She sounds so peppy when she's saying it, but I like yeah. it. That, you know, I like it. Whatever she's saying, I'm into it. Sounds great. <laughs> wait, who's Give me more. Making sense. Give me three. Who's the, and who's the one not into it? Wait, tell me who's into it. I can't see faces, so I, I'm not. I'm not a hundred percent sure. Animal. Animal. Oh, okay, you're not into it. Button. Okay, you're not into yeah. it. Well, uh, not that okay. I'm not into it. If you were saying something that made some sense. Yeah, I'd be into it, but you're not saying anything, okay? If I can cut off the sponsor of this show, I can cut you off, too, okay? And I will do it. (laughs) If you're not going to talk about, yeah, the ABC, this is what you have to do. Look, you know what? A question has come up about sourcing and uh, that all these sourcers have to be the first point of contact with potential candidates. And, And, you know... Uh, isn't that the hardest point of contact to get somebody just to talk to you? Yes or no? No. Lots of people are, you don't think so? No. So what's the hardest? Passing it on to the recruiter, that's harder? Once a guy's already warm and say, yeah, I'll talk to a recruiter? No, it's ne- negotiating the deal. It's making sure that there's a fit between the candidate and the client. That's the hard part. That's the strategy. Why is that hard? Why, why is it hard? Because they're, the candidates are human. Things change. You know, their spouse gets a job somewhere else, or all of a sudden they get another offer and, you're, and their desired salary is up by 10000 There's a lot going on there. Okay. Have you ever had that happen with the salary going up? Yeah, just now. It, it happens all the time. Tell I, me a story. Tell me a, a story. Tell me a story. Tell me a story. Tell me a story. Okay. And be as peppy as you can about it, please. All right. I, I will try to do that. All right. Candidate A decided to apply for a job, gave me a compensation range. Definitely doable within my client's range. Um, a client talks to him, loves him. Perfect. We're ready to move forward with an offer. Go back to the candidate. Just got an internal offer, $20,000 more to stay in the, in the position he's in. And now I've got to go. And now I've got to find a way to make my client Somewhere coming between the original price and twenty thousand k more. Uh huh. How'd you do it? Uh, well, I'm, st- I'm still negotiating. Have you asked for any kind of validation on any of that stuff, or could he just um, be playing a game with you? If, if you know what, I, I'm going to say, if he hadn't told me he was applying for an internal job when I initially talked to him during my initial phone screen, I would have said perhaps he's like maybe trying to play me, but I knew in advance he was applying for an internal position that wasn't going to be a promotion. Do you typically ask what their current salary and compensation is, or do you just ask what range they're looking for, Susan? I ask for a salary history. Okay. Salary history? What's that? Your past three jobs, what would you make? And are they, usually for, are they forthcoming? Yes. Uh-huh. You know what? There's been a lot of discussion lately. Do you t- and what do you tell them about your job? Do you tell them the top end? I'm sorry. What do you mean? How, what do I tell them you about tell my them job? That, let's say the client. The client says, "Look, I'll pay between seventy and ninety for this job." Do you deliver that information to the candidate after he or she has told you everything about their own salary history? Um, so it, it's you know it depends on how savvy the candidate is. Some candidates don't ever ask. You know, they just, they just say what they want, and I tell them they're within range. And some candidates will say, can you tell me, you know, what I've been making, you know, I'm, or I'm looking for 150. Is that going to be something that's doable? The answer is yes or no. Um, and if they're if they're under the range, that's even better. But if not, yeah, then Susie, it's like Susie, this is not the Susie, right thing. Listen to me. Read my lips, okay? 
How I, much I is it I paying, could. Susie? How much <laughs> is it paying, Susie? Don't they ever say those words? Yeah, I, no, I'll, I'll be candid with them. I'll tell them because I'm asking them to tell me information. I'll share with them the, the range. Absolutely. So you'll say, so you'll say 70 to 90 candidate. Is that what you'll say? Yes. And are you concerned that a, a someone who's only worth 80 will insist on 90? Because I, I can't think there? of the last time that I actually told somebody what a salary range for the position was. Because that's not the topic. It never has been. What the company could pay some theoretical person. The topic is, what's your salary? How important is that to you in your next right. position? Oh, where do you get this crap, animal? Is this how you re- go about trying to make <laughs> a placement? My God. Yeah. I've been reading the article, Jerry. There's been a lot of controversy about salary transparency, okay? Yeah, salary transparency. And if if they tell you they're earning (laughs) 70, if they tell you they're earning 70, Uh but you don't tell them the company is willing to pay up to 90, you know, that's going to put the company in a stronger negotiating position. Because um, the candidate, they'll know, they'll know, uh, they'll have a good idea what the candidate would accept, but the candidate won't press necessarily as hard as she or he could, because they don't know the top end. You're out of your mind, end, man. What, what say, planet it, are you living in this on? Market, in this market, where you know the job seeker sort of has a, has a lot of pull, I, I would I would disagree with that. Any feedback from the peanut gallery? Anybody want to say anything? Anybody? I was going to ask. I was going to ask Animal define trans, uh, um, define uh, controversy because if it's like three HR pundits talking about this, is yeah, yeah. there's three pulling? HR pundits. There's two of them actually that I, I've I've read recently. There's one is the anti recruiter. Well, I don't want to mention her name. She canceled on this show all of a sudden for a dumb reason. And the other bang. one is somebody who sounds like Dick Butkus. I can't remember his name off. And I, I, I can get it for you, okay? So anyway, so the, nobody else has anything about salary trend. No. <laughs> okay. Maureen, let me ask you a question. Since uh, the guest dodged this question, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Okay. What's harder, making the first contact and getting a you know this somebody who is a total stranger, getting him or her to say, yeah, I'll talk to a recruiter. Is that harder, or is it harder for the recruiter to explain the job? once the person is already open to listening? Well, I think one of the issues is, I are we talking about resumes that come in over the transom? And are you are you going to give me this view uh, of all people? Resumes over the, the transom? Yeah, exactly. Oh, I mean, Jesus, no. what is that? I mean, are we talking about calling oh, people? Maureen, cold Maureen, calling don't people? embarrass yourself. Mm. Don't embarrass yourself. Run for office, Maureen. You're a cold calling You're on a roll. You find strangers that nobody has spoken to. And That's sometimes calling yeah. strangers that People are not that don't even for show up on me and uh, saying on the to them, Hi, my name's Maureen Sheriff. You don't know me. I'm calling from Cincinnati. Do you have a couple minutes? I promise I won't take more of that. I want to talk to you about a job. That's uh-huh. harder. Okay. Okay. And by the way, I'm going to defend myself. Animal, I'm going to defend. I answered your question. You just didn't like my answer. True, Animal. Good. Good. Are you proud of it? I am. (laughs) Oh, yeah. 
<laughs> now, I want everyone to know something, oh, something important. Maureen healed, Maureen healed me the other night, okay? A Monday night, I had a terrible stomachache, and I, I never get them, but this was really bad. So over Facebook, I told her about it, and she wished me well, and in the morning I woke up, and it was gone. No more stomachache. So, yeah, I understand now why people ask for all those prayers on Facebook. And, in fact, I've offered many times... Many times, if you have a job that's going not going well, like this job that Susie Greco has, the guy said, yeah, I'm interested in the company. Now he comes back and says, but I want $20,000 more. We will pray for you, okay? If someone's got a problem like that, just let us know before the show. Now, speaking of Maureen, Maureen has a special appearance on Friday. She's going to be the guest on, uh, what's it called, Maureen? The Social Recruiting Show on the Blab. Uh, she's on Blab, which everyone is into now. And uh, uh, what time is it, Maureen? It's going to be at 10 a.m. Eastern yeah. Standard Time yeah. or 3 p.m. Greenwich Time. Yeah, we don't care about Greenwich Time. That's nonsense. Well, okay? some people You're do. Global, then, are you? I'm yeah. G minus <laughs> 5, baby. Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay, uh, Maureen, do you have a URL? I know you are, domain? Jerry. What? Yeah, is, is there a domain wait, wait, where wait, they wait. go? Lincoln's up to 109 you want the URL? right now. 109. You should have got, it. Go? Should've got it. Okay, forget it. Let's go back. Just dropped 10899 right now. I'll give you the You know URL. what? I'm going to do an ad. I'm going to do an ad. Listen, okay. everybody. There's many different knives in this world. You got your switch blades. You got your this jack knives. And you got your steak knives, okay? And they're all good for a specific market. A little kid wants a jackknife. A hoodlum wants a switchblade. And if you eat a lot of meat, that's what you want a steak knife. But there's one knife that does everything, and that's the Swiss Army knife. And PC Recruiter likes to call itself the Swiss Army knife of recruiting because recruiting, you know, is divided into three parts. There's staffing, there's corporate recruiting, and there's executive search. Now, you've got companies that make recruiting software suited to each separate sector, but PC Recruiter is made for everybody, staffing, search, and corporations. So check them out at PCRecruiter.com, a proud sponsor of the Recruiting Animal Show. Back to the show. Okay. That was very nice. Sad. That was good. Very nice. <laughs> very fine. feeling at home with it. Thank you. Okay, good. Now, Jerry posted back in 2009. Actually, he said it on the show. <laughs> said it on 2009? The show. A blast yeah. from the past. As Resume Strategy put it on Twitter, and I found it the other day. He said the best time of, of day did. to recruit people is back in two. He said he said was before they start their day. Do you agree with that, Susie Greco? Can, can, can I interject a second? Yeah. I'd only been in recruiting some 25 years back then. I didn't know anything about what I was even saying. Okay. So, so it's kind of out of context, and I'm a new man now. <laughs> How much weight have you lost, Jerry? Uh, still 10 pounds. I gotta lose For you. 20 pounds. I gotta lose new 20 man. pounds at least. But leave your house sometime. Okay. okay. Seriously, <laughs> walk up and down the street. Susie, Might blow your yeah. mind. Yeah. Thanks. Okay, what about that? Uh, is the best time of recruiters, like the former Jerry said, before people, the best time to recruit people before they start their day? I assume that means before nine o'clock. Uh, well, okay. There's two. There's two ways to answer that question. My initial call for a cold call would come in the middle of their workday because they generally will answer their phone. But my screens, meaning 
my phone screens, the elaborate screens, are scheduled before and after work. Uh-huh. What's the difference between a screen and an interview? That's another sourcing question. You know, the sourcer supposedly these days has to do a screen, and, and the recruiter does an interview. What's the difference? Um, well, to me, an interview is someone who, is the, who has who's the ability to make noise? a hiring decision. That's an interview. A screen up, is someone who just basically says, I'm asking you a bunch of questions to see if you qualify. Okay. So you want to give us an example of what, what questions go like into a your screen? interview. Yeah. So, um, so I do a phone screen just to make sure that they meet all of the the hiring manager's you know, required pieces, and then maybe How a couple of soft take? behavioral How long questions. does that take? How long? Um, 45 minutes to an hour. That's the short That's the short interview? The screen is 45 minutes to an hour? That's the short yeah. one? That's why they pay that's... me what they pay me. I do a and good job. Wow. What's the long one? A whole day? Eight hours? No, no. There is no, there is no long one. That is it. That's what I send over what, to my when... client with the resume. Oh, okay. Okay. And then Anybody they make a decision, and if they want to meet them, then they interview them. So I'm screening, they're interviewing. So you're saying that people answer their phone in the middle of the day for people they don't know. Is that what you're saying? Uh, you know what? The answer is yes. I, very few people don't answer their phones. You wow, know, that is never ballsy. Know calling. Wow. Middle of the day, out of nowhere. Just bam. You know what? <laughs> i got to tell you. People under 30 do that? You She's what? an outlier. Nobody, nobody else agrees with her. And, uh, she's got under guts. Under 30, answer their phone? I, I can't hear that question. I'm sorry. Do people that? under th- – it's Jim. Jim, he's got a, a technical difficulty. Jim Durbin, the great Jim Durbin, at SM Headhunter. I have to mention people's Twitter names, okay? You can find them online. Jim Durbin wants to know if what you just said applies to people under 30. They answer their phones in the middle of the day because all the representative ones we see in every article say, I never touch it. Uh, well, if they don't answer the phones, I leave a message. So I call, in the, middle of the day. I call in the middle of the day, but I schedule screens for before and after or lunch. Okay. Okay, so hold on a second. Are you scheduling all your screens, or are they cold calls? When do you make your cold I'm calls? Scheduling, I'm scheduling my screens. When do you make your cold calls? Uh, whenever I have time in my day. So Morning, no midday, time. afternoon. There's Any, no specific time. There's no specific time, right? None. Correct. So Jer- what Jerry said, so many minutes That was during the time when... People were just trying to come up with stuff to say on Twitter all day long, dude. Well, it on the show. The, maybe that was before I did not. Had a cell phone. Because yes, now cell phones, it. people carry with them all the, all the time. Except and for if, you, if yeah, you're in the government. You may have hired a voiceover mm-hmm. expert. 2009 was not the Stone Age, okay? <laughs> okay. okay. Jim Durbin. Jim Durbin, since you've spoken up, when's, yes, the, best time, when's the best time to cold call people? Uh, four o'clock in the afternoon. It depends by city. It does depend by city. Four. I like right. four. Four fifteen, right in so there. So if you call the Midwest, you got to get them by three thirty, four thirty, because many are out the door to pick up their kids. Mm-hmm. If you call the cities, for high level people, the best place to do it is early in the morning, before the eight o'clock, because they're in, but their receptionists aren't. And it depends uh-huh. on commute times. So L.A. it was seven o'clock. Uh, Missouri it was nine o'clock. Okay, Jeremy Roberts. Jeremy Roberts, you still there? No, he's gone. Man, LinkedIn's up to 109.17 right now. You could have picked it up. Hold on, you could have got it. Here's the update. You could have got it to 105. 
105 at 10 o'clock. I'm still here, Animal. Okay. Oh, yeah. You sound very faint. Are you, did you drinking <laughs> while we're listening to the show, or are you on your treadmill or something like that? No, no. I'm just uh, just listening. Well, you don't sound happy now. You sounded hey, better question. when you were singing. That's a great question. What Does anyone like it when candidates are on walking treadmills? Or do you, is that good because they're healthy or bad because they sound like they're having sex? <laughs> does that actually happen? <laughs> Yeah, when you talk to a candidate on a walking treadmill, the walking they bed, do. They're, they're on the treadmill. Oh God, yes. Ooh, I mean, it's ridiculous, dude. I've never heard of is it. Is that good because they're healthy, or is it bad because they're it's bad because you know, they don't unaware. have the brains to they don't have the brains to sit down during an interview? Okay, that's stupid. Jeremy Roberts, though, I want to hear what you have to say about the best time to call people. I know you're not actively calling now. I just want to know what you think. I and like what Jim. Thanks, Jeremy. Yeah, that would be He's right. But I like what I like what Jim was saying. It depends on what they do and where they live and what their commute is like. So I like to try to get people early. So um, you know, right before, like Jim said, before assistants get there and and um, there are too many people in the office. So yeah. Jim the, didn't say the, that. The he said that's that only do, for senior people. Okay, that's only for senior I, people. I, well, hold on. You asked me a question. I like using Sidekick so I could see when people are checking their email and calling them then. So that is uh that's a, yeah. I don't know so what you're talking about. What what sidekick? What do you mean? What what are you talking about? So when you send someone an email, you can use the sidekick extension and it will tell you when they open the email and so you can kind of start to see a trend of when they're you know, if they're opening their email they're probably on a break or um, you know, doing something where they can chat. Is it bad let me ask you this. If you see someone opens the email, is it bad to call them two minutes later? It sort of freak them out, you no. know. But, well, you don't say. I I was tracking your email and I saw your. <laughs> well, they'll think it's an awfully strange coincidence. Oh, I just read the email and this guy's on the phone with me already. <laughs> well, huh. maybe maybe huh. they'll believe it was some sort of divine message. Meant to be. Yeah. God told me to call you right now. I don't know if that freaks you out or not, but I. <laughs> Or they may figure out. I just dialed the number. Okay, now I got a friend named Jason Gorham. I don't know if everybody knows him. Okay, but he's doing some work with a company called E T E K I, a tiki or a techie dot com. I guess it's a techie, and he's looking for recruiters to beta test it. So if you want to do that, I'm, I'm sorry I can't. I'm going to tell you in the future a little more about it. I I don't have a lot of information right now, and that's my fault. But it's E-T-E-K-I dot com. Go over there. Check it out. If you want to be a beta tester, I think it'll take you half an hour. Just register. Okay? Jason Gorham. He's asking it's you video that. interviewing. Is that what it is? Are you sure? Shouldn't you know what it is if you're talking about it I on your show? I just let, apologize. Let me Google that for you. So, sorry to blow your cover, dude. Okay, yeah. You, you know do what? know that Ma- you do know Martin's thing is is an ATS system for recruiters, right? Yeah, I know. I know. That. <laughs> All right. I know. Well, I know. But you know what? You're... What? Sorry, I was asking Siri if she knew. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Look. Back to my guest, Susie Grieco. Okay, you still with us, Susie? She's still with I am. <laughs> okay, look. I read an article by a woman named Sophia Deering. Apparently, she's a relationship manager for a recruiting firm. I don't know if she's ever been a recruiter for her, herself, okay? But I she saw says, that. 
Sophia, S-O-P-H-I-A, last name D-E-E-R-I-N-G. I, think I, like, she's it, in I like it better when it's spelled with an F. Okay. Anyway, so uh, anyway, she says, if you're a recruiter and you call somebody about a job, actually, I rewrote what she said. If you're a recruiter and you call somebody about a job, you have to be able to tell her exactly why she should be interested, right? How do you do that? You show her how the specific responsibilities of your job match the responsibilities she's had in her other jobs, and you explain how the job you're trying to fill can affect her career. Uh, for me... Unless you're That's actually ridiculous. doing that job, yeah. How, could, how do you absurd. know that? How do you know that? What do you oh, think about that, Susie? Um, interesting, but um, it's more important to know what the individual wants to do in the future, not what they've done in the past. Right, like not drive an hour and twenty minutes to work every day. It, exactly, and they'll do so anything. You have to, the first question you ask them from is, home. what is it that they want oh, out of their God. next step? Okay. But if they say something and you think and, and you think maybe they're missing the fact that this is a fantastic opportunity, you know, uh, actually, you see, I don't know. You sound just like the chump idiot recruiters that really need to get out of this business. <laughs> You're giving the rest of us a bad name. Gosh. <laughs> Wait, you don't know what's good for you. I do. Okay. I don't even care what you want. I just right. want resume, and I think I know this is the best thing for you. This place won a Jerry Crispin Candy Award three years in a row. Their interviewing process is stellar, and their fees are higher than average. You really need to check this out. Okay, let me let me ask you something, Susie. That's Isn't a, it possible? Who wants to say something? Somebody? Why is that a controversial statement? That's what I don't get. Of course you're giving them career advice. Hey, you need P&L experience. This is the chance to get four people under your belt so you can go 20. This, this, this company has a better reputation for your next step. Why is that considered controversial? I'll tell you why, if I can answer that. Because go you're ahead. supposed to know this before you ever talk to this person. You're supposed to know this by looking at their LinkedIn profile and making assumptions, career and skills mapping. Uh, you know, perhaps you've got a growth deck plan. I don't know that you share with them. <laughs> I know. You, know, you ever do that, Animal? Perry actually yeah. sends these questions over to people to fill them out before he talks to them. Yeah, hold on a second, Jim Durbin. Jim Durbin. Jim Durbin, if you're not in that person's profession, how can you actually know what's going to be good for his or her career. And we're talking to Susie. She's moving into the generalist role. Okay. So let's say she's a generalist recruiter. She hasn't filled this position before or not too many of them. Where's she going to get that knowledge to give career advice to the candidate? You're right. That's a horrible idea. I was thinking uh, more. No, 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 no. You, 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 you get that advice from the hiring manager. What is their next career progression? If, this per, if I find you the right person doing what you want them to do, they do a great job. What's their next, what's their next role? The hiring manager will tell you that. I, in theory, that makes sense, but I don't know any good hiring managers or good HR journalists that would – it comes across so fake. Yeah, you, you know really what? Take this job; what? it gives you experience and exposure. I mean, that's where it comes out as the problem. But, no, but you know what? You, you don't think talking about the future of the position that you're recruiting for, like, hey, once you do this, they're really looking for someone to move into management or somebody to lead their R and D department, or they'll be grooming someone to, to open up right. a new division. Exactly. You seriously don't think that that's legit? 
Well, and I don't. If you've talked I to the hiring manager, how that person's grown up. So when they're describing your ideal person, this person would have had A, B, C, D track record on their resume, and ideally this is what they would be ready in line for, and this is our succession plan. So when you have that conversation with the hiring manager, if you have a good relationship with the hiring manager, they're going to give you all that information. And then when you look at the resume, you're going to be able to see, did they have that career progression or not? Susie, you're really supposed to, I guess based on the Canadian methodology, you're really supposed to just call people and ask them how much of a raise it would take, how big of a leap in salary are they interested, and then that's it. And I then wish, in the end, you're I supposed to box them into a corner. All of my yeah. candidates. It just doesn't work that way. Yeah, well, yeah. It doesn't it's, work that it's way. It's a breeze in Canada, I guess. You know what? that much money. What? You know, here's the thing. You can't predict, especially in these days of flat <laughs> organizations, what the career exactly. path is going to be. Preach. I mean, if you're working with a company, uh, that, I can't even get started with how stupid that statement is. I can't. You, you know, you got the nerve to say that to me, but you don't have the nerve to say it to Jim, and he's so quiet Jim, you can't hear him. I just said that to you. <laughs> no, you said it to Animal. All right. I heard it. You would have been nice. Animal, to say that to Jim. I don't have the nerve. Yeah, okay. I know you don't. Okay. No, sir. Are you seriously telling the Animal that companies don't have Promotional paths, career paths. Yeah. Start yeah. start here as a senior no. software developer. Not my field. Not my. You're living field. in the my past. Gosh. You're living in the past, Jerry. And that I'll tell you something. <laughs> I'm living old, right now, baby. Looking at things. That's just ridiculous. Oi, yai, yai. So you don't even. So you don't. This is shocking me. Susie, can you believe that you heard that on what is ostensibly a global recruiting leadership show? Don't ask your manager about the potential long term plan of the position you're recruiting on because it's just a huge lie. Hey, if well, you want to be you know what? The good news is eventually, hopefully, there'll be more business for good recruiters. Yes. Okay, oh, Susie. So, I see. so good recruiters have those jobs. Yeah, that's yeah, uh, kind of. Yeah. That's what, that's Jim, are you seriously you saying are. that you are only recruiting on dead end positions? No, I I recruit on hard to fill positions that which are obviously dead end positions. No, De- dead ends though. Position. You know what? No, you can sell needs for the moment. Gary, here's what you can sell people on. You can sell people on, if you take this job, you're going to get these skills. But I can't guarantee that you're going to be a manager in three years or a VP or a director. Okay? Okay, lucky me, because that's not the the crap I'm working on half the time. Yeah. Okay. Lucky me. Yeah. You know what I want to know? I want to know what Susie's voicemail sounds like. You leave, you know, she's kind of retro. My guess is it's high energy. What is it? Yeah. (laughs) What does your cold call voicemail sound like? What does your cold call voicemail sound like, Susie? Hi, this is Susie Grieco. I am with SGT Recruiting, representing a blank company. If I'm doing direct hire, uh, and I am, I found your resume on blank, and I would love to talk to you about your background and the position to see if there might be a good fit. So you tell Number. them the customer that you're recruiting for in the voicemail. Because I'm exclusive, yes. And what do you mean by exclusive? Retained. No, exclusive meaning I'm the only one working on that job. As far as you know. It no, means she's not I, available for a date, Jerry. Meaning if they call the client directly, <laughs> then they're going to refer them back to me to recruit them. Hmm. Right. Okay. Your name drops the that's, And that's that probably never happens really anyway. But it does happen. I'm sorry? 
And it never. Susie, they call me back. They call me back. And they do. What's your return rate on these voicemails? Well, you know, I don't know that I've ever. It's a high percentage. Yeah, I mean, it's seventy percent. Let's move on. Yeah, I say it's, it's high. <laughs> they do call do me block, back. Do you block your name yeah, and number? That makes sense. Do you block your name and number? No. <laughs> no. Who in the hell does that? Man? I hate that. Oh my God, that's a bad idea. Okay. Yeah. Oh, you know Restricted what? phone number shows up on caller ID and it's animal. I'm recruiting on a dead end job with no promotional path, but the raise is killer. Well, you know what? And, and if you call, you call me a call back. If you call and then you send that follow up email, and I think that's where the difference mm. lies. I call and then follow up with an email. So I'm, I'm not. It's not a one shot, but then they have a chance to see my mm-hmm. email, and then if they want to do homework on me before they decide to call me back, they can. So hold on. So uh, you're, you're I first... think it might be the company, too. Yeah, The fact maybe. that you're representing the company is what's, I think, a big part of that. It is, okay. Well, it is, absolutely it is. I like it's, that. It, it means I have a good enough relationship with the manager to get them in front of the people they're interested in. So, well, Susie. That, but you, you have a decent voice, you have a good message, and you're the company. They do respond yeah. to that because they think the company's calling them. They exactly. don't know that it's outsourced and real, there's no difference. There, it, well, it's I. Yeah, there there isn't any we're difference. Almost I, out of time. I, I'm sort I of wanna, like an internal recruiter for them. Yeah, we're almost out of time. I want to go back to the uh, no after show today. I'm busy no okay, doing well, dead end jobs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it takes a lot more work than it used to back when I had stuff with a uh, career plan. Standard jobs. Well, See, yeah, companies are out You're lucky. Uh, you're lucky nobody listens to the show, or your candidates might hear this. I know. Yeah. It. yeah. Okay, look, Susie, Susie, let's come back to the new business development. So if somebody says, Susie, I'm not going to give you an exclusive, you won't work for them. Is that right? Uh, Well, we've had to turn a couple of our clients down because they said we were one of four recruiters working for them. I was like, where's the motivation for me to to support you on that one? Okay. So Uh, uh, to check. How do you sell? How do you sell the? Uh, do you sell them outright? How do you say? Uh, you know, you have to. I'll only work with you if I'm if I have an exclusive for how many x number of days. How do you present that? Well, we we tell them our success rate for for previous clients. We do. We work better. We focus when we know we're the only can we're the only company working for the for their individual. And it's not to say that it's guaranteed exclusive, but I know it's either their internal recruiter or me contacting them, meaning it's not me and another agency recruiter contacting okay, them. Okay, so you're the only agency. So how do you present that? You say you say, "Listen, ma'am, I have to be the only recruiter working on this. You can't hire anybody <laughs> else for the next 30 or 60 days." Is that what you say? Well, if it's someone I know really well, yes. Meaning, if it's a hiring manager, I know who's call, who, who I've worked with in the past. What if you don't started know with, them? Started at a new what company if you don't and know them? Me. What if you I, don't know them? How do you get them to give you an exclusive? That's what I'm asking. Why do God, I have to beg? I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what? I wish I could say I have a great example of that, but um, I only have one example, and we did not work with them. Okay. Okay. So, is there any question because that anybody? Because they wouldn't thought, give it to me, so I have I have to say I. Let's no off. Rate Find there. some other loser firm, and I'm not going to waste my time with you. You're a source now, baby. You're a source. Okay. I said, come back to us when you have something that you want us to work on exclusively. Okay. So, is there any topic? You know, we're almost out of time. Is there any topic? We've only covered a few, but is there any topic that I haven't covered that you're you know burning to talk about, or that anybody wants to mention? 
Well, I mean, you started the show off with LinkedIn, and it's amazing to me how I did. You know, I did. It's, it's I did. so decisive in the industry. I still love it as a, I still love it as a tool, and I recommend it to all of my candidates who come to me for advice regarding initiating a job search. So I'm torn. Uh huh. Yeah, that's very interesting. Why is everybody interested in, in the? Uh, why is everybody interested in the share price of LinkedIn? What does it have to do with anything? Because if it falls, it means it sucks, and you can say LinkedIn sucks. If it rises, you can prove that all those people were wrong. One hundred nine point thirteen right now. No, I should have bought a bunch when it was ninety nine bucks last week. Thanks uh-huh. a lot, Maureen, for telling me to listen to uh, Sandra McCart wait for seventy five bucks. It was ninety nine dollars in the last week. Well, let me ask a question: 10%. How people, how if, if people are finding pe- the people aggregator successful for them? I'm they don't loving even know it what personally. They are. I'm loving it. Which people aggregator? You, you're the guest. You tell us what you're loving. It's the last thing I'm Talent bin. Talent bin. Oh, that's monster. Yeah. Oh, they own it, but it's not. It's not just monsters. It, it's, uh, yeah, they own, yeah, they own. Yeah, we don't have access to their job board, but talent bin how is their people aggregator. It? How much you pay for it? Uh, 5K a year. And you're loving it's it. Okay. It's, 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 it's giving love you placements. It. Love it. I, I, almost, I, regret, I mean, I don't know how many people listen, but, yeah, I do love it. I and love so the fact that right now don't know about few it. people tell are people using it. Tell people who don't know about it what it's for. Tell people who don't know about it what it's for. Um, it allows you to source social media content instead of just LinkedIn or just um, you know, I guess just LinkedIn in terms of content. So if I'm looking especially for a technical team, uh, technical talent. Um, I'm. It's it's pulling in things from Stack Overflow, GitHub, meetups. So I'm not talking to people who are actively looking. I'm talking to people who probably are being hit up, and I'm not even on LinkedIn. So, so all I'm those not, I'm not other sources, this, I'm, not, saying, I'm not deep in the deep end with all the other recruiters. Okay, so you're saying all those social sources are worthwhile. Is that what you're saying? Oh, absolutely. Well, wow. I'm not really. Social These, of course, they are. The listed don't count. What, Jim? <laughs> Meet Meetup and, and Stack Overflow and GitHub are very specific things. I wouldn't even call those social. Exactly. We, we mix those up. Information on the Internet. Well, yeah. User groups. Yeah. There's a, I mean, they're, tech, they're very targeted and different. Don't, okay. don't say it's social media animal. It's, it's, it's um, slightly different. It's called okay. information me, about people that you can ad. get from your ad. computer. Let me do a quick ad before I end quick. Show. Okay. What do you want, everybody? What do you want from recruiting software? You want four things. Number one, low cost. Number two, no hassle. Number three, good results. And number four, good service. And that's what you get from PC Recruiter. It's made by our good friend who's on the show right now, Martin Snyder. He calls it, as I told you, the Swiss Army knife of recruiting because it's good for every kind of recruiting, staffing, search, and direct hire. It's the choice of 3,000 companies worldwide. And if you want to be a user, go to PCRecruiter.com. Now, Sue, is there a placement button on it? If you want to do an ad for your product, Jerry, I'm happy to have you do it anytime. But somehow you never managed to get around to it for the last few years. Okay? Now, Susie Greco, I failed. To... Is that what you want to say? No, I'm I a failure. No. I'm no. sick of you bringing that up every week. <laughs> Week after week. Remember that time you tried that thing, Jay? I was trying, dude. What's what tried? Verbalsummary.com. Verbalsummary.com. I love it's it. Jerry's product. It's Jerry's product, and it's great. Go take a look at it. It is a great product. It, it is, is a great it's product. awesome. I just used it uh, a 
forget it. I'm not. I'm not even going to get into it. It's not okay, for we'll, sale. We'll talk for about my own personal time. use. Don't Future forget, events. everybody, at techie, E-T-E-K-I dot com. If you're an IT recruiter and you want to beta test it, why not? Give it a try. Jason Gore, Jason Gorham is a good guy, and I'm going to post about it on my Facebook group later on. I just want to say who's been here today. The great Maureen Sheriff, who's going to be on uh, Blab at 10 o'clock Eastern time on Friday. Maureen Sheriff, uh, uh, I'll call name. Maureen Sheriff, Jim Furman, Jeremy what? Roberts, the head honcho of SourceCon, and of course Jerry, uh, what's his name, Albright, and Martin Snyder, and Michael Cox, and Susie Grico. Susie Grico, are you yep. there? Yes. Thanks for coming on the show. Thanks,
Okay, and call.